All right, guys, welcome to this week's Williams and Bloom podcast. Sunday, December 5th is the time we're recording this around 8.30. Just got done watching a little Cyhawk wrestling duel. Jeez, holy mackerel. I I really enjoyed the sport of wrestling. I really do. I had a lot of good friends who wrestled growing up, so I, I was always at wrestling meets and stuff. And I, these guys are like at a whole new level. I, I, I mean, it's it's unbelievable watching brands and like the the brands brothers are completely out of control. Like, I mean, they're completely out, but they're they're nuts and like a hell. I respect it. I respect it because they're really freaking good. Uh, but uh, well, that was intense. Uh, I need a drink. I'm gonna pour me a Cody Road right now. So they rushed. They rushed the Iowa State coaches. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, and the media, I, and maybe the media table, like they went Ivan after. Gatson? No, one of the Iowa wrestlers was he got um, he was like taunting Kyvan Gatson during his match, and then he did it again after. He had, like beef with him for some reason. And Kyvan was the analyst on yeah, and he was being plus. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. Uh, nonetheless, uh, I I think that Iowa State performed pretty well. I, I, I'm not a wrestling analyst, but um, there were a couple matches. Uh, Nelson Brands, I don't know if he was supposed to win his match, um, but um, the the Cuban kid for Iowa State was phenomenal. Uh, it, it was fun. I I had a I had a really good time watching that. So Jacqueline Cordova will have complete coverage of that coming up at CycloneFanatic.com. I'll be curious if that gets any national run. I mean, you it's maybe insane. it's normal, but you can't do that. Like, think if like. I, Think if Jordan Bohannon like got in the face of Fran Frischilla on Thursday night. You know what I mean? Like, but, it's the, but the only reaction sport just, where that happens. The reaction's just like, oh, it's just the brand. Yeah, it's, it's just like, it's, is, that all, is that okay? Yeah, it's just, it's it's just like, wrestling. We just, we're just going to be like, okay with it? Mm. I guess we are. Apparently. No, I won't. I mean, if it if that was any other sport, oh. that would be headline news on... <laughs> Yeah. ESPN.com. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's, it's just the brands, brother. Yeah, it's just the brands being the brands. Yeah. Anyways, um, okay, we're going to get the bull reaction with Bloom. Uh, Bloom's got to go early. I'm going to bring in Scott Christofferson for basketball talk in segment number two. Before we do that, I want to thank our friends at Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation. You know what to do, mechdyne.com. Check them out, M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com. Uh, if you're looking for employment, uh, AV technology, uh, any of that good stuff, uh, great supporters of Iowa State University, they are Iowa Staters, and they built this badass company in the great city of Marshalltown. With that, let's fire up some English and get to some bull talk here with Bloom. Horns, now! It's been a busy day. I cut down a tree. Yeah, um, went out and did that. Of course, it was busy with uh, bull stuff and all that good stuff, too. But, um, yeah, I feel very manly. Chopped down a tree. The girls thought I was a Superman out there. Um, Do you bring your own saw? How does that work? I mean, you can. Yeah, I brought my own saw. They have saws for you as well. If you need a saw, I mean, the trees really aren't that thick that you're cutting down now. Okay. 
if you had like a huge house and you wanted to get like a big tree, probably, I, I I would I would recommend bringing the electric saw the next time. I this was I, I don't I've always done the artificial trees in the past, but I was like, hey, let's live a little. Beautiful night out there in uh, Cambridge, out in the middle of nowhere. So you strap it to your tree? Hmm? Or strap strap it to your truck, excuse me? Just yeah, strap they, your tree your nice truck? Nice little deal. They wrap it up for you. Yeah, and just throw it in the back of the truck and come home and set her up. So, yeah, I got up early, was working, and then um, bull stuff. Chopped down a tree this afternoon. Watched, watched wrestling tonight, and uh, here we are. Real quick, I do want to... Um, I don't, I don't want to forget to do this. We have two new name, image, and likeness deals out on psychoandfanaticshop.com. Right now, the Ashley Jones shirt, which is badass. I think Ashley Jones is the single toughest athlete in all of Iowa State right now. No offense to any of those wrestlers that were out there tonight. Ashley Jones, they just beat the hell out of her every time she has the basketball. She gets double teamed, and they just beat on her. And she doesn't say a word. No. <laughs> she just keeps going. I was calling a game last year, and she dislocated her shoulder, pops it back in, and kept playing. It's like, it's unbelievable. In, in the number she's going to put up, oh. now, we'll see if she, I mean, she could come back for another year. I mean, she's yeah. technically a senior. I mean, this is her fourth year. She could get the COVID year. She's probably a WNBA prospect, no question. I mean, not a top three or five pick, so I don't know. I mean, if she comes back, she would destroy every single Iowa State basketball record known to mankind. Really uh, impressive young lady. So go and support her. Uh, and then we, we've we launched the uh, long-awaited Fire Up the Grill t-shirt. <laughs> and we did perfect it. Timing. We had perfect timing with it. We've been working with Caleb on this for a couple of weeks now. And then he goes off last night against Creighton. And uh, we're I, I'm texting with Mike Martz, who does all of our merch, and uh, Mike was like, hey, I'm going to stay up all night and get this thing done. I think the timing's great. I was like, go for it, man. And the, the shirt, uh, Mike Mike thinks it's the best shirt we've put out. So check out the Fire Up the Grill t-shirts, and Caleb's a phenomenal kid, and I'm, I couldn't be happier to uh, help promote him and, and all that. He's really a neat young man, and I love his family, and I just, I'm a big fan of his. So check those two out. I love seeing when you tweeted that today, C-Dub, the first reaction was Tyrese Halliburton said, take all my money. <laughs> uh, man, Tyrese, you got my, I mean, I wouldn't even know what to do with like a 10th of your money, buddy. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I would be like, uh, do I have to work? Wait a minute, can you be a, pa- can you be a cycle fanatic <laughs> Patreon member? Uh, real quick tease to uh, podcast exclusive tease. Uh, we will be releasing Will McDonald merch coming up. The sack King. The Sack King, Here you go. Will McDonald, uh, coming up, and looking forward to that. Will, I've gotten to know over the last week. I didn't really, I didn't really know him that much. Man, he's a, he's a neat dude. So looking forward to that. Leading up to the Cheese It Bowl, formerly the Camping World Bowl. I didn't know this, Bloom. I, I like the bowl, like heritage stuff. The old Blockbuster Bowl. Do you remember the old Blockbuster Bowl? Oh yeah, that's what this bowl yeah. is. Did you know that? I did. So it was Blockbuster Bowl, then what, the Champs, Champs Sports, Sports Bowl? Bowl? Yeah. And then Camping uh, World got it, I believe. And, and Tangerine Bowl at one point? Yeah, maybe? yeah, you're right. You're right. It was the Tangerine Bowl. Yep. So this now now, uh, now it's Cheese It, but it's played, kind of confusing, it's played at Camping World Stadium. Yes. So don't get confused. It's still the same same place two yep. years ago. Different time though. It's a it's a night game or it's a late afternoon game. Late afternoon, on the 29th. five forty-five, 
kickoff. So yeah. And that's, I guess that's a night game technically late afternoon in Iowa. Yeah. That's going to, you know what? That's going to be, um, and we're going to, we're working on setting it up right now. That'll be perfect game watch material. Get off of work and slide over to the bar. Uh, where we're going to be, we'll have it at one of our great full court press establishments. Hopefully buzzer Billy's right in the middle of downtown. Everybody can get there, but it'll be a massive turnout for that. So anyways, yeah, bloom. I, here's the deal. Um, Clemson kind of like fell off the planet early in the season. And I watched, you know, I'm a closet Florida state fan. So I watched him play the Knowles a few weeks ago and was like, wow, I mean, Florida state hung with him. I guess I didn't really realize they had won seven of eight and finished nine and three. It felt like more of like a, Oh, Clemson seven and five. Like they're still really good. And that I've been doing some research here tonight, fifth nationally, in yards opponent yards per play, third nationally in scoring defense at sixteen point one, one seven of eight. I mean that if if you at all, I'll frame it to you, and I'm gonna let you go. Seven and five, a remotely disappointing Iowa State season. We've all covered that. This would be a nice consolation prize to be able to beat Clemson. In a bowl game, though, because this is a good team. This is a really good team. They, they will have the best defense, maybe right there with Iowa, uh, different stylistically. But th- sure. this will be the best defense Iowa State's played all year. Well, it's a defensive line a lot like Oklahoma, yeah. which is terrifying. kind of frightening. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Clemson is still Clemson. They've made, what, six straight playoffs? So to get them here... And, you know, it's probably a pick type of a game, so it's not like Iowa State can't win the game. I think this is a great opportunity. And, you know, if you talk to some of the Iowa State folks, you know, Orlando, again, you know, maybe wasn't the top of the list, but put Clemson there and the whole paradigm shifts because now it's like, yeah, we want them because that's a statement-type win you can have on the end of this year. Real and, quick, uh, the as you said that, the line just came out. Oh. Iowa State's Dan, a one-point favorite. There you go. Yep. Fucking – Power rankings still love Iowa State. I don't understand that. Like, I would favor Clemson just with all the intangibles here. But I I, I, I would favor Clemson by five. I, I would I, guess the pub. I, just, I, I, just I would think, guess the public, yeah. I just think Iowa State will have a really hard time scoring on them. But that the only thing I could say in Iowa State's favor is they play Iowa State's defense. So they see it in practice all the time. Like, this isn't going to be some trickery that Clemson pulls out there. Yeah, and it's been a weird Clemson offense all year. It's been the story. You know, they had uh, Yuga Galele, who got benched at one point, and they put him back in. He still has not thrown the ball well. They started to run the ball better. Offensive line was a question for them earlier in the year. But defense has always been strong. And so I don't know what that over-under is going to be, C-Dub. I'm guessing it's close close um, to or below 50. 45 and a half. Yeah, so, I mean, I think yeah, there you go. So they're expecting, like all of us, probably a defensive-minded game and the Clem- question for Clemson now is with Venables now at Oklahoma. Yep. Yep. He'll be gone. That's the story. Um, yep. And then the secondary story, which we'll find out in the next six to 10 days, is how many people are going to opt out of this game. And Clemson's got a lot of potential draft picks. So does Iowa State. We'll see who decides to play in this game or not. Have you and, looked at that with Clemson? How many? Because, like, to me, like, it, Brees is like the only guy I would think that might opt out of this. I agree on Iowa State. Tend I haven't really looked at them. I just okay. know with their talent level, yeah, they no doubt. Have. Now they they're young this year, yeah, but they're not playing for a playoff, and so we'll see what they do. Plus, you throw in the Venables thing. I don't know what Clemson's mindset's going to be coming into that. But we said the same thing about Notre Dame two years ago, and they were ready for Iowa State. So 
I think this is a fascinating matchup. I think it's great. You know, I was concerned if you play in NC State or you get, you know, a, I don't know, somebody, you know, middle tier in the in the SEC, if Iowa State's going to be fired up. I think this this will fire up everybody. I think Iowa State's attendance will be good. I think the players outside of, we'll see what Brees does. Uh, we'll be ready to go for that one. Do you, um, how much of it, like, beating Clemson in a bowl game would erase the moderate disappointment from seven and five. I don't think it erases at all, but it definitely puts a dent in it. I would agree. This is a lot. This is, this would be a lot better than beating NC state or yeah. Or Mississippi state in Houston or whatever, you know, that, that was what I was thinking. Like, this is a nice, I mean, it's still Dabo. It's still Dabo and it's still a top. They're a top five program in the country. I don't care what they did this year. Their consistency over the last seven years, they belong there. They'll be back at some point. So this would be a this would be Iowa State's best bowl victory. I don't think there's any question about that. So you win this game. It's not like Iowa State's won a lot of them. The best bowl victory before this is probably man. Uh Pittsburgh in the inside.com bowl. I mean, so yeah, I mean, you have won a lot of these things. This one would be definitely be Iowa State's best bowl winner. No question. Yeah, I agree. Um, Venables to Oklahoma. I, 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 I haven't looked into this a lot. Again, I've been chopping down trees. But, like, why, I wonder why it took them so long. I feel like they could have had Venables last week. I wonder if he was second choice and number one didn't come through, if that was Luke Fickle. Um, I know that they were flirting with Matt Campbell, who didn't give them a lot of uh, reaction back from what I have understood. I think Matt had a couple of – I think Washington was like that. There's actually a report out there that they offered him $7 million a year. Um, I don't know. I guess a defensive coordinator in one game at the end of the year being gone doesn't really move the needle much for me. Like if, no. If, I, if you're like, oh, your, your nose guard and you're starting outside linebacker or sitting out, that's way more important to me than Brent Venables being out. I totally agree. I totally agree. I just think it's in nature of where is this Clemson program going to be from a mindset standpoint? Um, you know, they're, they want to play in the playoff. I mean, they're like Iowa state where this has been a disappointing year for them. They've, they played well down the stretch, but you know, when you look at bowl games, like we always talk about when you're trying to pick these things, you, the number one criteria is who wants to be there. And I, I have to think that Iowa state's probably who wants to be there is ahead of Clemson's who wants to be there right now, just, just from the outside looking in. So We'll see how that impacts things. But, yeah, from a scheme standpoint, no. Venables, not having Venables isn't going to change that game much. That, another interesting sidebar on this, and that and Jared Sansbury wrote about this. It's on our front page. I, I, I'd like to learn more about the, the mutual love between these two programs. Like, Matt Campbell talks about, like, spending days with Dabo Sweeney down in South Carolina, and Dabo brought his defense with Brent Venables up to hang out with John Haycock. Uh, these things always fascinate me because you uh, obviously you'd never see like oh well, Kansas State's going to come up here and check out our defense for a few weeks. But th- this is interesting to me. I, I know Iowa State. Um, there's a lot of belief that they struggle against Iowa every year because it's a totally foreign defense than they see normally. A lot of these Big Twelve defenses now and the one they see every day are like uh, you know it's the three three st- it's, it's the dime stack like Iowa State has perfected over the years. That's what they will see. So I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not a smart enough football guy, 
but I wonder if that's a positive I could peel into this for Iowa State's offense. Because if, if not, I really, like, I, I, I'm with you on the D-line. If those dudes are playing, like, I, I think it'll look a lot like the Oklahoma game. And Iowa State still almost won. So it's not like, oh, well, they, but, like, that, I, I don't know. That's just my initial reaction to watching the to to this football game. Yeah, and then the question marks if you'll have Hall or not. Correct. To, you know, <laughs> that, it's a big deal. That would be significant factor, factor that in with the D-line, and then you have your All-American, we'll see what Brees does. I mean, I, 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 I get both ends. I know, I know Brees, at the start of this process, wanted to play in the bowl game. He wants to play in the bowl game. Now, I'm assuming he's going to go pro. He's going to be projected as a late first round, early second round pick. Will an agent get in his ear? You know, I, I, I have no idea how, how all that works. But I know he wanted to play. So, we'll see. I wouldn't blame him at all if, no, if I, he didn't play. I, I mean, this and this will be... You'll see it this week. You'll see a number of guys decide to just start training. And, I, yeah, I think it'll be an interesting decision for Brees. I will not think secondly at all if he decides not to play. I mean, that guy has given his all for Iowa State. So, but, yeah, I mean, offensively, probably going to be a lot of Purdy. I mean, you got you, it's going to be hard to run on Clemson. Do you have the time? Who, who steps up there? I think it's a, it's a fun matchup. And then, you know, Clemson has not moved the ball well at times either. So, Therefore, no, the over under offense isn't very good. Yeah, that's why the over under is forty five. So, a little fun fact for everybody: Do you know why he's, his name is Dabo? It's a nickname. No, no clue. His, I thought that his was his older, real name. When when Dabo was a child, his his actual name is William Christopher. So that's tiny, like your name. Hey, good guy. Uh, but his older brother couldn't say his name right, or, or tried to call him that boy, and it turned into Dabo. Interesting. Instead of that boy. So there you go. Or did you dabble Swinney fun fact? When you're trying to get a kid to sleep, you look up these things. How does dabble Swinney have his name? (laughs) That's how my mind works. All right. uh, Real quick before we have to let you go. Did you have any reaction to like the playoffs or anything like that? Did they get it right? I I think it's as close as you can. Um, I'm glad Cincinnati got in. I'm, I'm actually glad that, I mean, if Oklahoma State wins that game, somebody's getting hosed out of this new Big 12. So, actually, this worked out okay, the fact that Oklahoma State lost. I don't think Oklahoma State would have got in. Really? If they would have if they would have defeated Baylor. I don't. I think Alabama, Georgia, I mean, yeah, Michigan, who's... Cincinnati. So, I, mean, I, I think from a controversy standpoint, it, it worked out great for the committee that Oklahoma State lost or else it would have been uh, – an interesting conversation. If you have two SEC and nobody, uh, if you if you leave the one loss Big Twelve champion out of it, so for them, glad it didn't happen. And uh, I think, yeah, this will be interesting. I mean, it looks like you'll have a Georgia, Alabama rematch again in the championship, which I'm fine with. A lot of people said put that game in the semi. Eh, I'm fine with that in the championship game if that's how it is. Give Cincinnati a shot. I think Michigan's playing great football right now. Uh, it was interesting. Harbaugh decided to stick a couple of extra touchdowns on at the end. Good job, Jim. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think they got it right. Although, unless you had the under, <laughs> yeah, speak, right. speak for yourself. Actually, I had the over, so I'm I'm fine with it. I, I was totally down. But yeah, anyways. Um, okay. Well, I know you got a lot going on. You're you're in Texas this week for your day job. Uh, I I am beautiful uh, beautiful San Antonio. Where am I going? Oh, Austin wow. and Houston. Well, yes. that's tough. The triangle. To, are you flying to each of those places? 
Uh, it's not bad. Once you get down there, they're two hours apart. Oh, so you're taking a car and you're going to drive each to each? And be be hop, hopping around all week. Wow. That's so. That's impressive, though. Nah, when, when, it, when it's 25 degrees in Iowa, when I'm not going to feel too bad about when it. When are you going to Orlando? So the team, the team will leave on Christmas Day. The team's taking two planes. Us hacks are on the second plane, which will go the 27th. Oh, okay. I'm going to go down. Team, the, I'm going to go down. The, when does the team go? Team's going Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Gotcha. I'm going to go on the 26th, so that works out. We'll, we'll have, to, uh, have to go to a Magic game. Yeah, I saw they got the Bucks. I saw they, they got, got the, the Bucks. The are you time. in? You're in charge of tickets, right? I can get. T- I can get tickets. I All got right. a guy. I, I'm planning on it. I already have. We, the, I already have the 28th blocked off. Uh, Stansbury might even be able to play for the Magic. <laughs> at this point, <laughs> it's rough. It's rough out well, there. If not, um, I, I was thinking about splurging, buying some really good seats. So I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna lean on you, though. All right. Sounds you know, good, pal. A big NBA guy. I've turned into. That's right. That's right. God bless you. All right. Um, take care of those kiddos, Bloom. We'll talk to you next week. All right, pal. All right. want to give a shout-out to our friends at Gravitate Coworking. Check them out at gravitatecoworking.com. And we have major news. Major news. They are opening another Gravitate location. Gravitate East Village. That's right. 505 East Grand, excuse me, in Des Moines. I just burped up Cody Road live here on the podcast. That's how professional we are. Jeff Wood will not care. He owns Gravitate Coworking. He won't care that I did that during this during this read. It's the entire floor above Raygun in that building. So check it out. Yeah, right above Raygun there. Just a couple blocks from the state capitol. So really good workspace for anybody who's coming to Des Moines to work with legislatures or something like that during the state house session. So, uh, yeah, man, that's that's big news. Gravitate East Village. Check them out today. also want to give a shout-out to our friends at Farm Story Meats. FarmStoryMeats.com is giving a great Christmas gift away on tonight's podcast. Promo code CHRISTMAS for a $10 off any order. Promo code CHRISTMAS will get you $10 off of any order. I've got some steaks and some chops coming my way. I believe they're going to arrive on Tuesday. Farmstorymeats.com, right from Iowa Farms to your kitchen. You don't even have to do anything. You just go to farmstorymeats.com, order it today. With that, let's get to Scott Christofferson, former Cyclone men's basketball player, now analyst for Cyclone Fanatic, and we'll talk about Iowa State's big win over Creighton this weekend. All right, here he is. Scott at Christofferson, my main man. We were, uh, I covered Scott for a really long time. And now, I mean, basically we spent a week in New York to, with each other. We're basically like blood brothers now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, am I wrong? No. Well, you know, you go roaming around the streets of New York together and that'll have that effect on, on your friendship, right? Yeah. Well, we got to do it again soon. I, I already told Scott, I'm like, okay, let's meet in New York in like two weeks. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I'll say this. That first half was brutal. Yeah. Only if you're just talking about Iowa State's offense. Defensively, they were locked in um, season-high turnovers for Creighton. I'll say this, Scott. Like, you and me, we had this conversation a lot out in Brooklyn together. Like, at what point do we 
quit saying, oh, well, they're overachieving. They're going to come back down to earth. Or at what point are they like just a really good team that could make the tournament? And I will say this, and last night proved this to me. The games in Brooklyn really didn't do it because I I gave them credit for beating Xavier, but Xavier was at, was down their best player. Memphis was a total train wreck. They've lost three in a row. So it's like last night, man, like I've been to a lot of Creighton games. That's one of the toughest places to play in the country. I don't care who you are. Like that's a great crowd. And it's just like we've yet to, other than that, probably the the game before the Creighton one, you called it, who are they playing? One of those SWAC teams, whatever. Um, they, they just show up and grind on defense, and they are they are an elite defensive basketball team at this point, and I just trust them. I, I, I just trust them. Like a lot of your teams, <laughs> it's like, uh, well, how many threes are we going to hit tonight? <laughs> you know, like this, t- I trust the defense is going to be there every night. Like that, I don't know how that far that gets you, but that's that's like my one reaction into this 8-0 run that's just been, they'll be in the top 15 next week. It's incredible. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on. Their defense, you know, what what has really stood out to me now seeing them play four power, you know, well, I guess is Memphis technically in a power five? No, but, you know, Memphis is a They're a high major. Old, high major. Right, exactly. Yeah. They are not just playing hard on defense. This is one of the smartest defensive teams I've ever seen, probably that I've watched a, a lot of basketball of. Yeah. Um, they have nine guys that all defend at a high level for their position. But, like, when you watch them yesterday, especially in the first half, you know, watch when they get, get a baseline drive or they throw the ball into the post. I mean, they would throw the ball into the post – and their bigs would immediately start driving out to the three-point line because they just wanted no part of dealing with Iowa State's traps out of that. And then the way that Iowa State rotates out of those baseline drives or out of those post traps is just they, they cover so much space while the ball is in the air and they can test everything. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I trust this team's defense. I trust that this defense will – they're not going to hold everybody under 60, but this they can go play Kansas tomorrow, and this defense will travel to, to Kansas. They can go play Texas and Baylor, and it'll travel. Those teams are talented, so they're, they might hit a few more tough shots than some of the teams they've played this far. Yeah, But their defense is, is for real, and the way that they compete on the glass and the way that they win 50-50 loose balls is for real. Yeah, I completely agree with you, and it's – there's a, every guy has a role, you know, yes. and it was great. I I mean, one of the big pluses for me with that Creighton game, and to be honest, and I, I feel bad, but I've been working so much on bull stuff, I haven't really even like investigated the box score that much. But like to have a guy like Grill come off and lead you in scoring, like was a huge plus. I think Koontz is. I mean, I, I was sorry. My sister's a casual basketball fan. She knows the game really well. She's a casual Iowa State fan and like, I was talking to her on the phone today and she was talking about the game last night. She lives over in Western Iowa, so it was a brutal day for her with all the Creighton fans. Um, and she was very happy Iowa State won. But she's like, Koontz is the guy who stands out to her. She's like, that guy, you know, that without that guy, they're not 8-0. And I'm like, you're right. But I could also say that about like most, any of the guys on the team. It just, it seems so rare to me. The, the pieces fit perfectly together 
and that's why I'm starting to like come around to go, okay, well, if they stay healthy, how good can they be? Because I don't think they're maxed out yet. Inaruna and Koontz specifically, I think, will get a lot better. You know Hunter's going to get a lot better, yep. being, being his age. Um, if you get this out of Condit, and, and he can keep the fouls under control, I feel like we know what Brockington and Inaruna, or and Kalsher are because yep. they played so much basketball. But if those guys can stay focused, even when their shots aren't falling defensively, I mean, I don't know. Like, if you're – I don't expect you to give me, like, a rundown of the Big 12 right now. But if you're doing, like, a power ratings of the Big 12 right now, it, where is Iowa State at? Like, are they middle of the pack? Like, where do you think they're at right now? Oh, gosh, that's hard. Um I mean, do you think this looks like an NCAA tournament team? Or are we completely I think this is a team that is completely going to. I think this is going to be a team that's going to be very difficult to come into Hilton and win because, and I I kind of, I will get to this uh, in a column I'm working on, but the way that this fan base has kind of married this team, I think that there's something about this team that, like, we can all see in ourselves, right? Like we've all felt doubted at some point in time in our life or, you know, counted out. And the way that this team comes together and just all nine guys that play like selflessly play together yeah, and are just complete, like Jazz Koontz is a perfect example of a guy. He just makes winning basketball plays all the time. And yeah. if that means taking a charge, if that means tipping a rebound that he can't get, but tipping it to somebody else, if that means knocking down three threes, like whatever it is, he just does it. And actually all of their guys do that. So I think this is a team that's going to be very difficult to beat at home. I think the Cyclone fans are the, the momentum with the Cyclone fans is only going to continue to grow and grow and grow as this team plays more and more with them. And then on the road defense rebounding and winning 50, 50 balls travels. I mean, we saw that in Creighton and I, I think that there will be times where they run into teams like, like a Kansas or a, you know, some of the upper echelon teams and yeah. they're just, they're at home, they're hitting a few shots and Absolutely. it, you know, it just, it, it, it just gets a little out of hand. And maybe Iowa state has a, a first 10 minutes of the game. Like they did last night shooting from the floor, but I, I don't see why this team can't be a middle of the pack team right now. And, and, I think it's a team that's going to continue to get better and better because I think there's some things that are they're close on. Like even last night, their offense, when you look at it, in the second half, they're 12 for 24 from the field, 5 of 6 from 3, 12 of 17 from the free throw line. Mm-hmm. That's not bad offense. They had 41 points. Yeah. What happened is the first 10 minutes, Mac did a great job of scouting them. They jumped some of their half-court stuff that they were used to being able to get into and they were a little discombobulated. And then – but even at that, if Isaiah Brockington, who's been outstanding all year, makes a couple of those finishes around the basket and hits a pull-up jump shot, instead of having 23 at the half, they've probably got 30, 32. That's not a terrible half of basketball. I mean, just, you, You've said consistently on your broadcast with Bloom on ESPN Plus that you like, even if the shots aren't falling, you like the action. Right, like it's not like you. It's not like that. That eventually it'll come. Right, I, you you put it into much better words than me. But it, describe that to our podcast audience. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, and for this team in particular, the, the paint is everything in basketball. Right, like on defense and on offense. If you control the paint, if you're getting into the paint, it's like controlling the line of scrimmage in football. Now you dictate how the game is played. And I think when Isaiah Brockington and Tyrese Hunter are playing downhill and getting the ball in the paint, 
I will live with turnovers of them bouncing the ball off their foot or throwing an errant pass from time to time because I want those guys to live in the paint. I want the rest of our team to space out outside of that, and we're going to play off of that. Now, it's not just as simple as them playing one-on-one. I mean, you got to get a couple of ball reversals or a couple of dribble drives and then get it to them and get them in some sort of an action you know, to get downhill. But if they continue to get those two guys playing downhill in the paint, there are some good things that we've seen in spurts from this team and I think that's where it's still hard to make a projection of like, where can they finish in the yeah, big 12? Cause no I think that there's a lot of, I think there's still a lot out there for them as far as improvement. I don't think this team is playing its best basketball yet. And so that's why, you know, I'm a, I'm a little hesitant to make a prediction because I get it, you know, in a year where we've already shortchanged this team way too often yeah. coming into the season and still I want to do that. I don't want to do that again to these guys. Cause yeah, you know, this is a, I don't know how to say it. Like they're not, it's okay. It's not a bunch of lottery picks, but that's not what winning college basketball games is all about. I mean, look no. at Memphis. This is a talented college basketball team and their talents revolve around things that are maybe outside of three point shooting. I mean, and they're not as glamorous and sexy, but they're talented nonetheless. That's why I like the, like I was saying, I like the fit now that we've watched them play a little bit because you've got Kalsher and, and Brockington like I kind of said, they are what they are. You know what you can expect. They're going to play balls-to-the-wall defense. We we saw them when we were in Brooklyn. Each of them had 30 in one game, and the next game the other one wasn't very good. And that, that that's just kind of what it is, but they bring it. You have an elite talent at point guard that's going to be up and down because he's a freshman, but he's already exceeded our expectations. Grill could be one of the more important six men in the Big 12 this year, I think. The more if he could play like he did last night, more often than not, Kuntz is the same way. And then you have this experience, a couple experienced guys in Condit down low. Anaruna's got talent. I I just like how the pieces. You know what? <laughs> this is crazy. You may tell me I'm tell me I'm stupid if I'm if this is completely off base. You know what stat I love last night? Hmm. Robert Jones fouling out in seven minutes of play with zero points because the dude knows his role. He's in there and he's going crazy when he's like, Robert Jones is not in the game to score in double figures. Right. Like Jordan Rayleigh used to do that with you guys. Right. Did you play with Jordan? Like it would just be like, yeah, just throw him in there and let him collect fouls. So George doesn't get it. And that's, that's fine for me. Like they all just kind of know their role right now. Yeah, no. And they, they do there. And I think TJ is, he's got the pulse of this team um, down pat. I think that they're very responsive to him, you know, a a telling moment in last night's game. And I think I was curious and we'll have to see because there'll be more of these moments and there'll be more, there'll be more difficult at times, but I think they were down, what were they down? 19 to 11. Yeah. Yeah. It's something like that. You're down, you're down 19 to 11 in one of the toughest places to play in the country, you know, you're getting some decent looks. Nobody's making them. You're struggling a little bit, uh, you know, maybe on some of the stuff that Mac, t- I just thought did a good job of taking away. They didn't flinch. They just came right back and they just kept yeah. grinding and they just kept grinding. And I'm telling you, I've played on so many teams that have got in that spot and eight turns into 28 for as far as uh, the differential and score really quickly in, in those difficult road environments. And they didn't, they, they, they just, they kept playing. And I think to me, that is what makes that win the most impressive win of the year because I would agree down. I ate and having everything going against you and to be able to collect yourselves, stay the course and grind out a win. That is, that's a mature basketball team. Yeah. So let me ask you this as we start to look ahead to Iowa week, 
if you are coaching against this Iowa State team, let's say you're Bill Self, wait, wait, what are some things – I'm more of a football guy. I used to be more of a basketball guy. Now I'm more of a football guy. I'm sorry. It, it, it's an old like thing in football. It's like, well, the backup quarterback comes in, you don't have any tape on him, and he can torture you because you have no idea what to expect. But then the next game, it's like, well, that's why this guy's the backup, right? Because <laughs> there's some tape on him. Yeah. If you're Bill Self or if you're Scott Drew, one of these elite big, like, what do you worry about, Scott Christopherson? About like, well, they're gonna catch up to this with Iowa state, right? Like how would you attack this Iowa state team? You're just going to have to find ways to get the ball in the paint. So some of that's going to depend on your personnel and what type of stuff you run. But I would say you're going to have to talk to your team coming into the game. Like don't take a cut for granted. Don't take one ball reversal for granted. Cause this team is going to contest every pass that you throw. They're going to contest. If you go and do a lazy cut within our offense, they will take it away from you. So you have to be yeah, yeah. incredibly sharp and incredibly crisp running your stuff. You have to be tough with the ball and you got to find a way to get the ball in the paint. I mean, it, it, I don't, I kind of probably sound like a dead, like I'm beating a dead horse on this, but that when Iowa state has had troubles this year on defense, although it's been very few and far between, you know, whether it's offensive rebounds, the ball gets in the paint, the defense is trying to scramble to catch up. Guys are out of position to rebound shot goes up offensive rebounders have a half step or that's where some of the fouls in there get to the free throw line, or that's when you get the occasional inside out open mm-hmm. look. Although I will say there haven't been many of them because these guys can test everything, mm-hmm. but you're just, you are going to have to out tough them. And that's what I love about what TJ has done. It doesn't matter how the other team plays and it doesn't matter what their personnel is. And it doesn't matter. They're going to scout and they're going to take yeah. care of their looks, but TJ's like, we're going to make this a fist fight and you're fighting it, whether you like it or not. So if you don't want to play that style of game tough, it's going to be a long night. And that's why I do think that even as the the competition ratchets up, I don't think this is something that's just going to go away. And all of a I, sudden teams are going to get 75 or 85 on them night in and night out. I'm with you. I, I trust this team. And it's just, it's weird for Iowa state basketball fans. Cause we haven't seen this since, like you, Stacey and Floyd, like you guys didn't play like this. No, I hope you didn't. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was thinking about this, Scott. We were watching, you and me were standing at shoot around for Memphis, and you, you turned to me and you go, <laughs> I don't think you'll mind if I say this, but you go, God, they play harder in shoot around than we did in practice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember saying that to me? But it's like, because I, uh, I, I said this to Caleb, it was after one of the games. I'm like, how do you guys keep doing this? Like, I'm, like is this even sustainable? Because I watch them and it's just like, but man, like they just, they keep doing it. So shout out to them. I don't think TJ has let them know anything else. I, I mean, it's funny because I, I, I happened to be, be walking into the gym on, uh, what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday night? And I got there at the same time, TJ, and I'm like, hey, you know, how's it going? And, you know, how was practice? And he's like, Memphis scored three of the last four possessions. So I just lit those guys up for that. You know, and it's just like, I mean, they just beat Memphis by 20, win the NIT. And like, but he's so dialed in and got these these guys so dialed in that like they score three of the last four and he just lights them up for it. And he, you were in, it was post game after they just won the NIT championship in, in Brooklyn. And you were in doing an interview and TJ sits down next to me and we're waiting like for the commercial to come on so we can go on the air. And I just looked at him and, 
I <laughs> I didn't even tell him good game or anything. I, I said, you know you're going to be in the top 25 next week, right? And he looks at me and he goes, yeah, we were also the team that needed – we were down – he goes, we were tied with Alabama State at the four and under, okay? Remember that. <laughs> yeah, and that's where, again, I think that other teams tend to be a little bit easier to predict because, like, I don't know. It's just there's something about the way this team plays that's so hard to put your finger on, but there's something special about them, and I do think it's just the way they fit together. Like, even offensively, it didn't feel like they had 82 against Xavier. They had 82 and Memphis, you know, you and I were calling the game and to start the game. I'm like, man, this game's going to be in the forties or fifties and they get 78, you know, and like, yeah, yeah, the first 10 minutes were ugly yesterday, but then they come out and put 41 on them in the second half and shoot 50% from the three in the game. Like, so somehow they just will their way to getting it done. And and there is a skill in, in terms of being able, able to impose your will upon your opponent and this team just has that right now in spades. And as long as that stays the course, as long as they remain the hungriest team in the gym, I don't know what they can do. I don't want to, I don't want to put a ceiling on them. I don't want to cap what they can do because I just think what they have is special and why do that? You know? So let's, let's just take this thing one game at a time and see how it shakes out. Cause if they went and played Kansas tomorrow, I would be like, yeah, they're going to go in and they're going to punch Kansas in the mouth. I would agree. We're going to how Kansas deals with it. Like, yeah. That's not to say Kansas isn't really good and doesn't have great players, but like, I think every Iowa State fan would feel confident that that would happen right now, and that's that's a pretty cool thing. This is I trust unique, them. It's weird. This is a unique team. There's no guarantee that it'll be like this every year. I'm <laughs> encouraging all of Iowa State fans to absolutely cherish what we are watching because this speaks to the character of those guys in that locker room, the coach, and their ability to come together, and it's having played a lot of basketball in my life doesn't always work out like this. Not in 2021. And I don't mean to be the get off my lawn old guy here, but you just, <laughs> you know, like I, you know, better than me, Scott, but I've been doing this 17 years covered recruiting a long time. There's not many guys you interview and they're not talking about me, right? Like that that's generally in college basketball anymore. And, they all Not think everybody's goal is just to win the game. Correct. And, and they, they all and, think and they're NBA to, players. That's not to be, you know, mean. And, and Hey, I was not, uh, I didn't always have the perfect perspective when I was 20 or 21 years old either. So I, I'm not uh, in any way trying to throw, throw stones. It's just more, you're 20, you're 21. You're, you've got your friends telling you things, your family telling you things. You were, a, you were told your whole childhood that you're a great player. It, not everybody is always consumed in just winning the game. And this team is, and to your point, whether it's 2021 or whatever, that's so rare. And, and I just think it's so refreshing. I think the fan base is totally bought into this. And I think it's going to be just really fun to see how this thing unfolds. Okay. Cyhawk game. We just witnessed, and I, I don't expect you to have watched it, um, one of the craziest Cyhawk wrestling duels ever. There was like a <laughs> damn near brawl <laughs> at the end of it. The the Cyhawk deal, Scott, it, it's it's. I know it was hot when you were there. It continues to escalate, believe it or not. Like I, yeah. I think we're at like an all time peak of like hatred between <laughs> Iowa and Iowa. I really do. Like I, again, I've been doing this a long time. Um. This game, I I think it's a 
I think it's a really important game on on Thursday. For yeah. so long, the, the I, I don't even know if I believe in this, and I'll I'll let you sound off. But there's been they have a lot of Iowa guys in the past over the past however many years, and like I do think that I think football wise specifically, like I don't think Iowa State has put the emphasis on the rivalry that it used to, and I think Ferentz had lost Iowa State so much in the early years to McCarney and even Paul Rhodes and Chiswick even beat him that I think Ferentz turned his view and put more emphasis on this game. Um, I don't know. Like Iowa State's lost three in a row to Iowa uh, after a really, really nice streak. This, this Iowa team is going to come in. They hate Iowa State. Like all these guys do. They hate them. Fran McCaffrey hates Iowa State. He hated Fred Hoiberg. Like, he hated you, probably. Like, he, this is like a legitimate hatred thing. Uh, Intensity-wise, like, is this Iowa State team up for this on, on yes. Thursday night? Because the crowd will be. The crowd hates them just as much. It's hard. I, I hope that the crowd absolutely just blows the lid off that thing. I, and I think they will, but, I mean, in a way that we've never seen because I just – I think this team – deserves that sort of a like an ovation from the crowd for 40 minutes. And yes, I think they're going to be ready. I think TJ is going to have these guys locked in. He's going to remind them that they've lost three in a row, George, Trey Jackson, they're going to talk about it. And I think that, um, I mean, it's a fun rivalry game and and we can get into a little bit more of that. Uh, But yes, I, I think they're going to be absolutely locked in. I think it's going to be a defensive bloodbath for Iowa state. I think they're going to get into them. And I think, you know, Iowa's a good, good team, you know, ton of respect for their program and for Fran McCaffrey. Um, they're a really good offense. And I think TJ is going to make this into a, a rallying cry about we're, we're shutting that down that that's not happening here. Uh, all week. I, I think those guys are going to be super locked. In. I think all you got to do too. For what it's worth, like I, I know Jordan Bohannon. I don't, I don't have a problem with the kid. He's, he's cocky. It is what it is. He, did you see what he did the last time two years ago with the tennis shoes? He like autograph. Okay, <laughs> this is why I love Scott because like Scott checked out for a while. Like Scott was like one of the greatest cyclones we've seen in twenty years, and then he just checked out. He didn't see anything. So Iowa, he's a six-year senior there. Because uh, he came back for his extra COVID year after he had had a medical redshirt. So he's been there. Literally, this is his sixth year. And the last time Iowa won there, he took off his shoes after the game, autographed them, and left them on the court and left. <laughs> like... I don't feel as bad about about doing the throat slash my junior year now. Now I don't. My point is like, doesn't TJ just have to show that? Like, because he's playing in the game. Like, he's going to be there. Like, I mean, and I absolutely TJ is going to use that. And (laughs) I'm just telling you that these guys are going to be tuned up for that. I I hope so. I hope so. I can't stand losing to Iowa anymore. I mean, one I of my favorite handle. things I ever saw from Isaiah Brockington, we were in New York and the game got chippy and him and that Memphis yeah. guy got into it. And, and, and the Memphis guy kind of threw a, you know, threw a little arm at him, whatever. It yeah. wasn't anything crazy, but like, I mean, Isaiah was just like, like he was ready to like, not fight, but like, he was like not backing down. 
And there was a play in the second half where you, I could tell he drove the ball and his entire purpose for driving that ball was he wanted to punch the, <laughs> he wanted to punch one on somebody. Like he was yeah. looking to just dunk on somebody. Absolutely. And that's what like, that's what I love about this team is like, there's just no back down. It's like you do something like that. And like, we are going to be in your shorts the rest of the rest of this game. Like you are not even going to want to be here playing by the end of this. I mean, again, Creighton fought their butts off. Like, Look at their post players when they catch it in the post. They literally sort of started running out to the three-point line with the ball. And I'm, their defense does that to people. I'm really curious to see the matchup, you know, and how that plays out against Iowa. But I think these guys are going to – I think they're. I think we'll get their best effort that we've gotten this year from them. I think we'll get that on Thursday night. And I've been blown away by their effort thus far. So I'm excited to see it. All right. Well, I know – I talked to Jared today. We're going to try and get you lined up for a podcast on Wednesday after you've had a chance to – Look into Iowa a little bit more. Okay, sound good. Sounds good. I'm uh, I my like my anxiety is already off the charts. I want Fran McCaffrey to lose so bad. Like it's <laughs> it's terrible. Like I just <laughs> I do too. I mean, I I, want, I, I have like I want I him love... to lose his shit and to like I just I want it yeah. so bad. I, and, this, and now that TJ's the coach, college, oh yeah, what makes college sports so well, fun? We, these these rivalries, and and I think having we, played in this one, I didn't grow up in it, so I didn't understand it. Like oh. when I walked into Carver Hawkeye Arena, <laughs> I was just playing another game. Like all right, we're playing the Hawkeyes, cool. Yeah, you know, all of a sudden I started getting it going a little bit in the second half, and I mean, they, I got people running down the stands to like yell at me while I'm on the court <laughs> from their seat, and I mean, yeah. I like I'm just like loving this. Like this is amazing. And I mean, in a way where you just want to like, just give it right back to them. And I think that's what will make this game so fun. Do you want, um, or, um, it, it was like the Jack Nungy with Xavier, the former Hawkeye. Yeah. We, we saw it up close and personal hits a three and starts shit talking George Condit the entire way down the floor. <laughs> he doesn't do that. If Iowa state is Oregon state, you know, right, he's doing right. that because these, these rivalries, it doesn't even matter if you switch teams. It's still a rivalry to him. Yeah, no, and it, it's uh, – I know it's the type of thing that TJ lives for, and uh, I think as a player, like, these are the types of games that you just live for. And uh, I hope it's not chippy or, you know, I don't want any technical fouls for, you know, talking junk out of either teams because you just want to see the teams compete. But, man, I'm excited to see these guys – uh, really get after each other. And, and I'm excited to see, we well, saw what Iowa state did to Creighton yesterday in the first half of, you know, yeah. when and they're, then they're a good coach team, you know, good offensive team, like high level, do a lot of things. Well, Iowa state just kind of took them out of what they wanted to do. I'm excited to see what they do at home with, you know, 15, 20,000, you know, cyclone fans there, uh, you know, blowing the lid off that place. Well, so you're not, you'll be watching on TV, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, I I, uh, I would love to go to the game, but my wife's been such a good sport about letting yeah. me uh, go and do the broadcasting. Uh, I got to stay home with the twins and, and and be a good dad. You're doing the right thing. You're doing the right yeah. thing. How the how the twins doing for everybody? Twins are doing really well. Uh, still haven't gotten the sleeping thing down, but um, <laughs> well, you, you know, I, from you, what I from what I've gathered, yeah. no, uh, you, you know, just you're screwed. <laughs> You've got. I mean, my my six year old sleeps well now. The, the my two year old is the single worst sleeper on the face of the planet. Like I'm not kidding. Like she's awful. She is 
I was texting with one of my friends the other day. I was trying to explain why I'm tired all the time. And I was like, because my daughter is possessed by the devil after, <laughs> after the hour of night for between the hours of 9 PM and 6 AM, my daughter is possessed. Like, yeah. She can't even control it. She's insane. I've read the books. I've, I even took a class. I cannot get this girl to sleep. It's insane. I, I don't think that there's anything that can be done. I mean, it, not like we have some nights are better than others. I'm sure that's that way for a lot of people. Right. But like, man, when they're on one and they're not sleeping, oh. I, I've tried everything. They're I, don't not sleeping. Do, I don't know how you do the twins. Like, I, I don't know how you do it. God bless you. It's special. Thank you. Yeah, no, man, it's uh, I, trying. I mean, it's, it's fun. It's rewarding, but man, it, it, we're working for it. Could you imagine? How old are you? 32. Yeah. Could you imagine? I was, cause I didn't have my first kid until I was 30. Okay. Yep. Could you imagine having twins at like 20, like our parents and stuff used to do? Like, could you like think about like where your mind was at that oh point? Oh my gosh. I needed a, I needed an adult five <laughs> nights a week when I was 20 years old. But back and... when our parents were like, they were popping out kids at like 19. Like, I mean, it was just like normal. Like I, I yeah. couldn't, I was 30 and it's just like, oh, that's too much for me. And it was just one. Right, I don't even know how right. you're doing. No, I, I'm glad I'm grateful that, uh, that I waited. Cause I don't, I, at 20, I was not, not ready. <laughs> All right, brother. Love you, man. Appreciate you. Uh, we'll hear from you maybe on Wednesday. I know Jared was going to reach out to you and maybe do a little Cyhawk preview. All right. Perfect, man. All Have right. a good night. Love doing these. Thanks for everything. All right. He's Scotty Christofferson. I'll be back real quick. All right, there you go. Light on Bloom this week. Heavy on Christofferson. We have a lot coming up this week. We'll um, obviously do more on the bowl game. But Cyhawk basketball will take center stage this week, as it should. As Scott and I talked about, this team is 8-0. They're going to be in the top 15. Fired up. Can I go out there and I'll, I want to be Robert Jones. I want to be the guy to pick up five fouls. That's what I want to be. Love you guys. Rate, subscribe, review. Thanks to Mechdyne presenting sponsor. We'll be back with Williams and Bloom next Sunday. Football and random things with Jared Stansbury and Jeff Woody will be hot on the podcast here later on your Monday. Have a great week. This is the moment when two